this multiverse of discovery and danger, comrades from far and wide will unite for a new call to adventure. One Shots D&D Character Podcast, created by William Nunn. Greetings and salutations, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of One Shot's D&D Character Podcast, as we are now deep into the Avernus Saga. That's right. Odysseus Claw's lawn trek ever since episode 13 to hunt down the dark unicorns that slayed his Bahamut theater clan. He is now finally in Avernus, and he is one step closer to finding those dark unicorns and getting justice for his fallen comrades. And on his way there, he has been encountering all sorts of interesting characters created by fellow voice actors and friends. Usually, they were made for Dungeons & Dragons for you to play in that game. But in today's episode, we have a very special scenario here where we're going to be having... I almost I almost don't want to... I, I will let you decide if you want to spoil who you're playing as today, but we have someone coming back to the show today who is who was on a much earlier episode this season, and that is my lovely, wonderful friend, Eleanor Anwen. How are you today, Eleanor? Hello. I'm very good. Very good indeed. Thank you for having me on again. Of course, of course. I always I always love bringing people back on, and this will be... This will be different because I'm I'm not sure. I could be wrong, but this may be the first time I've had someone on one shots. No, no, no. I take that back. Caroline Sweet has done this before. Uh, but I was gonna say someone who has played one character earlier on and then playing a different character in this episode. Um, so I I, I so it's happened with Caroline, but now it gets to happen again with you, Eleanor. Which it's still gonna be awesome. I am very certain of it. In fact, this entire Averna saga has been really quite a thrill ride. Odysseus got to find the gate to Avernus, which is very Dante's Inferno. He got helped out by Grimmy, uh, who was played by Olivia Vidas, who was a cute little goblin-type creature that got to help out with Odysseus, and he shared um, a reading of one of uh, Frank Herbert's Dune books to, to her, which that was so cute. That was so fun to do that. But the episode after that, I have not told you this, Eleanor. I want to just hear your reaction to this, so it's recorded for everyone to know. Odysseus Claw uh, got to meet a orc bard named Kuzara, played by Aaron Nicole Lindquist, um, and uh, they ended up uh, playing kind of king and queen at the forsaken, teleported, very heavily leveled uh, city of Elturel where Odysseus did discover that there is a likely chance that the Dark Unicorns are in the Badlands. But while he was playing King and Queen with Kuzara, they fell in love. <gasps> what? No. Yes. <laughs> yes. Odysseus Claw has a girlfriend now, and... she She's going to hopefully meet him at Baldur's Gate. When, uh, if he's able to escape Avernus. So now he has that to make himself want to survive this journey. Oh my so, god! Yes. <laughs> that, that was one of the best episodes of the whole series. It was 
such an amazing, unexpected thing to happen to two characters falling in love via improv. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> it was such a, an amazing thing. And then you would think, oh my gosh, he's in the first circle of hell. Odysseus should not have found love in a place like this, but he did. He really did. This is the greatest experience possible to have in hell. And then, of course, the next episode happens where uh, he encounters a, a halfling named Vicor, played by Scott Wilkins, uh, and uh, my friend Caroline Sweet, who I mentioned earlier, returned as a succubus who um, was trying to get Vicar to uh, slay Odysseus Claw because she wanted souls. And Vicar was basically just one of the hobbits at Bilbo's uh, party in the Middle Earth realm. Yes, for anyone new to the show, we the multiverse has already been established at this point, so just about anything can happen. And he uh, he thought Odysseus Claw was uh, part of the same uh, dragons that was actually that fireworks that you see in the movie, that big red smog looking fireworks. That wasn't a real dragon. He's just mentally weird in the head. So he and Odysseus had to basically stop each other from killing each other and um, hopefully get uh, Vicar on a path to a better future. And as... Um, an apology, he gave Odysseus Claw, and I can't wait to see how this is going to work. He gave him a wood carving of St. Joe Pesci, and he uses the holy light to fix um, Odysseus's bike bicycle, because he did wreck the bike trying to ambush Odysseus, which um, the bike is um, wonderfully called Shai Hulud, uh, for all you Dune fans out there. Um, and, and, and it's repaired enough to where Odysseus is able to still continue on his journey through Avernus. Uh, he was in a valley, like a really desolate, terrible valley in the last episode. So now he's traveling his way closer to the Badlands. And on his way there, he's going to be meeting your character today, Eleanor, which I'm willing to let you say whatever you want to say uh, about this particular individual before we continue forth with the improv. Oh, well... I'll keep it a little bit secretive because that's always much more fun. He's a well, he's a he's a powerful man. He's a you know he's got some influence in the realms of hell. Uh, doesn't mean he's necessarily liked by everyone in the realms of hell. That is a good summary. It's <laughs> 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 a pretty good summary. Alrighty then, so. With what you know about this particular individual and with Odysseus traveling on his bike, I mean, he doesn't have to be, you know, still driving by the time he meets you. But where would you think would be a good spot for our characters to meet today? Ooh, probably just along the side of a road, since my character, he doesn't really like to stick around in any one place for too long. So uh, maybe just the side of a road, as uh, you're taking a stroll, admiring the scenery, and uh, and uh, I'm just sitting in my favourite spot, you know, absorbing the warmth, keeping an eye out for anyone a little suspicious, and then you mm -hmm. happen to come along. 
Yes, yeah, Odysseus Claw is driving along, and he is, he is, uh, as far as his Dune readings, he has gone all the way to Chapter House Dune at this point, and he's not Chapter, well, yeah, Chapter House. So he's he's finished Frank Herbert's main saga at this point. He's been driving for that long. It's it's been a month since recording, so I'd like to think that Odysseus has been driving for a month <laughs> and is literally on his spare time whenever he needs to like camp out, hide in a cave from the acid rain, or get away from the volcanoes or make sure that none of the demons and devils that are going to join the front lines at the river sticks while they're all fighting each other in the blood war that's going on right now. Um, Odysseus has been reading all of the Frank Herbert Dune books and uh, he finished Chapter House and he's just all, I can't stop thinking about the possibilities of where that story could have gone if Frank Herbert had lived. There's a part of me that wants to check out those other two stories, but I've heard very mixed things about what's going on there. And as he's trailing off, he kind of notices um, at the corner of his eye someone just standing on the side of the road, and he stops his bike. Doesn't the, the person doesn't look entirely impressive, but definitely handsome. So Odysseus just pulls over and just looks at this uh, individual and just goes, Oh, uh, hello there. Are you, uh, are you waiting for someone? Well, I wouldn't say I was waiting for anyone in particular. However, coming across you... <laughs> oh, you're an interesting one, aren't you? I'd like to think so. I mean, some people have told me I'm pretty interesting, I suppose. Hmm. You're not from here, I presume? No, I'm actually from the, uh, the Bahamut City, where I, uh, grew up and, uh, traveled since then. Lost some friends to some dark unicorns that are currently living in Averna, so that's mainly why I'm here. I want to... I want to destroy them, so they won't harm another artist like my friends or myself. Interesting. Dark unicorns, yeah, I've heard of them. They are... They're around and about. <laughs> oh, Bahamas. Been a while since I've heard that name, that's for sure. Ah, oh, you really don't belong here, do you? No, I, I'm i not even dead. I, I literally found the gate to this place and was able to make it in one piece, surprisingly. Oh, interesting. So you made it through the gate. and With you... pure heart. Oh, pure heart. Fascinating. You really don't get a lot like that around here, do we? <laughs> Oh, my, my, my. You are a strange one. And I take a step towards you, towering above, just sort of looking down, interested and curious. Mm. You, uh, you have a very good jawline. I know. Runs in the family. I suppose you could say. So, uh, are you needing a lift? I'm 
I'd like to think you could probably still fit, despite being much taller than I am. Mm, you really think I would ride on something like that when I have... You know, other means. <laughs> Many other means. I get oh, the feeling... Oh. Before you get to your feeling, I just realized I have... It's so ungentlemanly of me. I have not introduced myself. My name is Odysseus Claw, Dragonborn Bard, and... Possibly, uh, at your service. Ah, I thought that might be you. I've heard little whispers around, little demons talking in the shadows. Fascinating, really. I finally met you. Oh, what have they said about me? Oh, you've been traveling through. On your little hunts. Trying to do right in the world of wrong, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, you've made a strange journey here, fellow. Yes, I did. I, I, I indeed did. And you do seem rather... Naive, curious, like you don't quite know what's going on around you. A question, uh, dear friend. Uh, feel free to ask me whatever. Do you have any inkling as to who I am? Any smidgen of a guess, perhaps? Um, well, you'll... Definitely not Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The jawline, the height, the charismatic personality. Ah! <laughs> oh, I might have read about you. Shaitan! Ah, <sighs> close enough. But yes, I go by many names. Satan is one. <laughs> oh, I that was kind of a shot in the dark. Oh, holy shit, you're... And Odysseus remembers, but he doesn't say it right away, but he remembers that um, thanks to uh, uh, the, his encounter with uh, Timothy uh, Brass that he's got a tear of Lucifer inside his bag, but he's... He, 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 he's trying not to make himself know that that is in his possession. You seem a little taken aback. Why so shocked? What did you expect? Well, um, I've read a few uh, books from the library at Kendall Keep and uh, was able to, you know, get some vague information about... Avernus itself and some of the other realms of hell and really with you I the only bits of info I could really discern were you know you had horns you were I mean you're obviously tall but I figured you'd be like gigantically tall but also maybe covered in ice or maybe you could be in a suit and tie or you know you'd look like Al Pacino it's there's a lot of different things that I was really not expecting and now that you're here with looking like that I mean I could see why people fall into your temptations ah oh, that they do they fall head over heels in front of me 
lining a path of bodies for me to step over so I don't dirty my shoes. And Lodicius looks down and he can't really see the shoes. It's almost like the bottom of your feet look like they're kind of like a fog. It's kind of it's kind of cool, but if you want to shape them to be feet, you're you you're welcome to do so. But I just think that that's kind of a cool image. Lucifer just chuckles a little bit, <laughs> trying to find my feet. Are you? Uh, I am far more powerful than you can honestly hope for. As if I would keep my form the same all the time. How? Boring as that, but of course you mere mortals, well, you don't have a choice, do you? I mean, I could actually, you know, maybe see about, well, I did go through a whole magic spell thing where I did become a, an actual dragon for a little bit, and then I became like a very tiny creature, and it was very embarrassing, and I kind of am fine with just being... Odysseus Claw for the most part. I mean, I wish I could actually fly as myself, but it's hmm. no greater wish than being able to bring down the dark unicorns. So that really is your one true wish. The ultimate thing you want. My mortals, you really are very stuck in your ways, aren't you? <laughs> Oh, it's hilarious. So, you're not going to try to make me sign my soul over to you, are you? Well, maybe we'll get to that later, but... First, let's get to know each other a little. And it seems you're a little, you know, strong of will for my liking. So, how about... You know, we chat a little. I see what I can offer. And, uh, maybe... You'll take my deal. Yes, Odysseus? We will, uh... We will see. And Odysseus is just kind of wondering what he should do next, but... He does decide to turn off Shai Halud. And, uh, he gets off the bike... And he, he, um, he notices this kind of flat rock that almost looks like the rock equivalent of a bench. And he, uh, he just, uh, moves his hand over like an usher just going, Why don't we, uh, sit over there and, and chat? I could, I could definitely use a nice spot to sit down, or at least in a place like this. Hmm, certainly. Good spot. Not too many places for a little imps to hide and listen. Sure. After you, sir. And Odysseus walks in that direction and he takes a bite of um, some of the crackers that he's got in his bag and some of the food ever since the last month of his traveling has started to taste funny. Like it's not, it's not tasting as good as it used to be. And Ever since this past episode, he's also been kind of randomly talking to uh, Nixie, who uh, was a character also played by Caroline Sweet. Um, uh, Because Odysseus at one point was thinking to himself, like, uh, how am I supposed to deal with this situation with Vicka? And since Caroline was already in the episode, I thought it would be hilarious if he was just asking her help 
even though she's just in his subconscious. So it's like, I'm starting to wonder because of that situation, like is Odysseus already starting to go mad while being in Avernus for so long? So if he starts acting like he's talking to a completely different person, um, that's just, that, that, that's just something that I will uh, keep in mind for everyone, including, including you, Eleanor. Um, mm-hmm. So we sit down and Odysseus can feel the heat of Lucifer. Like, he, Lucifer does not look like he's in flames at all, but there's def- you could definitely tell like the air conditioning went up a little bit as Lucifer sits next to him, <laughs> and he uh, he just he just grabs uh, a potato out of his bag and just goes, "Hot potato." Oh no, thank you. I'm fine for whatever that food is. Ew, my, I, I pity you. I really do. Here, and Lucifer just clicks his fingers and twists around his hand. And before you, he just hands you an apple. Oh. How about this instead? Um, this isn't one of those forbidden fruits, is it? No, 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 don't be foolish. Not everything someone here does is out of pure spite. Uh, well, it does actually look really, really good, so... You really think I should have that? And Odysseus is currently conversing with Nixie in his head. Well, I mean, I, 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 it looks really good. You, you, you sure? I don't care. I want to eat it. I'm fucking hungry. And he just takes a bite and he starts chomping down on. Just he, he, he looks, he looks like Chris Pine in Star Trek when he's just gobbling that fucking apple during the Kobayashi Maru and just. Mmm. <gasps> oh, oh my fucking god! Oh, oh. Oh, that's the best apple I've ever tasted in my life! Oh, I haven't tasted anything actually good in over a month! <laughs> this place is horrifying! Oh, the only solace I have found throughout my entire journey has been reading the Dune Saga and knowing that at, at some point I will get to the Badlands and face the Dark Unicorns. Oh. And knowing that hopefully when I get out of this place, I will meet my darling, darling love, Kusara, and bring her to the Elson Tavern, where we will have all of the roasted potatoes together and make love on the beds upstairs. Lucifer just kind of puts a hand to his temple and just... I forgot what mortals were really like. Oh, such base instincts. But if you found love, my, how nice is it? You must really, really want to complete all your tasks here as quick as possible, am I? Right? Get back to her. Really, really find that... Sweet, sweet companionship you long for. I... I do. Hmm. Well, there are ways that I can help you 
this place, I don't exactly hold an affinity for it, and I am not on the best of terms with many of the lords, especially Asmodeus doesn't like me. And if you're here to go for these dark unicorns you speak of, and you're going to kick up a storm, perhaps, in the war? Yeah, that's... I mean... I... I know coming here would play a part in that, but... I can't help but shake this feeling that... There's just something else going on that I'm not aware of, and... I know the Blood War would be affected by it, but... It's... It... It, it, if, if, if what I, I... I have long thought to myself that what I'm doing is a noble and just cause to bring down the Dark Unicorns, and yet... I fear there's going to be a, a terrible price for my actions. One that I'm not entirely for sure of, and I keep feeling like it's there. I just... I don't know what it is! Oh, dear... Well, if you ask me, these dark unicorns have been plaguing you for so long, am I right? They've been playing on your mind, causing you... Oh, so much distress, I can see it on your face. So much hurt and pain. But if you deal with those, they're done. And what happens in the future will happen. Perhaps you will have an impact, or perhaps not. There's no way of knowing unless you do it. And I know I would never forgive myself if I turned my back on this quest. Hmm. I thought for the longest time that I was doing this for my fallen friends. But really, it's just... Why, why am I being so intimate with you? I've just met you, and... Oh, gosh, I'm like that with so many other people, and Lucifer shouldn't be any different. <laughs> it's just... Gosh, you... And Odysseus looks at Lucifer, and... Lucifer's face all of a sudden just looks a little bit nicer. Just a little bit. Almost like he looked away at one point and turned turned his head again, and all of a sudden it just looks more attractive. And he's... It's very subtle. And he kind of just turns his head, and he can hear Nixie's voice in his head just spouting stuff to him, just going, No, no, I don't want to have gold cheese on my crackers, no! It's not going to taste good like that as it is. I might as well stick with the, the mozzarella. I'm sorry, I was distracted. Uh, uh, why? Are you? You're not coming on to me, are you? No, I'm afraid. I, uh, I'm not interested in a mortal in such a manner. Uh, no, no, no. I'm then just. Why are you looking more? quote-unquote presentable to me. 
<laughs> you noticed. Well, in fact, I don't look that much more different. I have a feeling. You might just, uh, be starting to think of me as a confidant. A friend, if you will. Someone to talk to. That's all right. I can listen. I can listen well. But... You can listen. Oh! Mm. Oh! I have an audience! I have an audience! And Odysseus uh, grabs his loot. And he just looks at you and says, Would you like to hear one of the demonic operas? Maybe you might appreciate it for being Lucifer. Um... Uh, go on, then. Okay. Odysseus has not had an audience in over a month to play, so he is just... <laughs> Even though it's Lucifer sitting next to him, he's just... I can't believe I'm going to play in front of someone! <laughs> so... He, uh, he grabs his, uh, his lute and his, his, uh, sheets of music, and, um... Oh gosh, I need to, I need to think of something really good here. Um, <laughs> oh, oh gosh, let me let me think here. If 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 uh, if I need to if I need to edit this part, I can. But I re I really want it to be. Fit. <laughs> um, oh, um, hmm. okay. Well, we'll just go with that. We'll just go with that. I'm not the biggest fan of this group. But I do like this song in particular, so maybe maybe this might be a fitting uh, thing for Odysseus here. And also, I just I love the Devil's Advocate. So, um, so Odysseus starts uh, strumming his tune. Oh, uh, not, not his tune, his lute. He's tuning it to make sure that it's in tune because he hasn't he hasn't really, he has, he's played it every now and then, but he hasn't had another person to listen. So he wants to make sure it sounds just right. And then he gets his lyric sheet out and. Uh, he starts uh, patting uh, the side of his loot, just going, pop, 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 pop. And now you, 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 you got bigger feet than I do. You do the whole drum beat, the pop, 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 pop. Oh, if I must. And Lucifer starts tapping his foot, shaking the ground ever so slightly. Oh. And just the little shutters, you could just kind of hear like the instrument just kind of just having a shaky sound with it, but it goes like do 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 I see a red door and I want it painted black. No colors anymore, I want them to turn black. I see the girls walk by dressed in their summer clothes. I have to turn my head until my darkness grows. I see a line of cars and they're all painted black. With flowers and my love both never to come back. I've seen people turn their heads and quickly look away. Like a newborn baby, it just happens every day. 
I look inside myself and see my heart is black. I see my red door and must have it painted black. Maybe then I'll fade away and not have to face the facts. It's not easy facing up when your whole world is black. <laughs> yeah, and there's that whole bit, but yeah, it was so fun. It was so fun to be able to see that before an audience. Thank you, thank you, and oh, it just made me feel so good inside. Well, I'm glad it did. I really am. And, uh, well, can't say it's the best music I've heard throughout the Nine Hells, but, you know, not bad for a mortal. I'll give you that. Are there any particular aspects of music that you prefer? I, I may have something here. Oh, well, I... I enjoy a good... a good ballad. Something soft, smooth. Something that... reminds me of home. Oh. Where was home for you? Hmm... Well, you just see Lucifer drops the smile, and the eyes glow a darker, deeper red. (gasps) It was a long time ago, a place far from here. And then it goes back to the normal, friendly face. But that's none of your concern now, is it, Odysseus? Well, I may have a ballad for you, and uh, I hope it will give you at least some good memories. And with Odysseus's... um, instincts. He realizes that he's touched uh, an unfortunate nerve with Lucifer. He didn't like seeing what was on his eyes. But he um, he recall he remembers in, that he's got the tear of Lucifer in his bag and he wants to uh, start playing something that will hopefully put Lucifer at ease. And um, uh, I, I will be curious to see Lucifer's reaction to those. And he he doesn't even strum his lute. He just kind of just puts his uh, clawed hands on it. And he just says, Heaven. I'm in heaven. And my heart beats so that I can hardly speak. And I seem to find the happiness I seek When we're out together dancing cheek to cheek Heaven, 
I'm in heaven, and the cares are hung around me through the week, seem to vanish like a gambler's lucky streak. When we're out together dancing cheek to cheek. And then he pulls out the tear of Lucifer and he says, Oh, I love to climb a mountain and to reach the highest peak, but it doesn't thrill me half as much as dancing cheek to cheek. And he just lets you look at the tear in his hands. Hmm. I see you bought me something of mine. Yes, I did it. Why do you have that? Oh, it was given to me by someone who was sharing with me information about Avernus. It was a very good elf, and uh, I shared him with him my food recipes. He shared me what he could about the blood war and other stuff, and he had that available, and uh, he had mentioned that this would be a... It would be technically something to protect me from you with... But I see that you, you may actually long for home in a way that you're not willing to admit. And if you need to have a shoulder to cry on or anything like that, I I am here for you. That's very kind of you, mortal. Lucifer stands up tall. You feel the heat from his body gets hotter in the vicinity and the eyes light up again with fire and flame. There is no longing for home in this heart. There are only memories, and that is that. That is all. That is all and everything there will be of where I came from. That that you hold in your puny hand. Oh, that is but a tiny fraction. Oh, you thought that could protect you from me. Sure, might do something. Who knows? But I wouldn't mind having it back for safekeeping. You really like to boast? You really like to make yourself seem more intimidating than you really are? That's what I am understanding about you. You are unequivocally handsome. You have such amazing power. But you're... You could have done so many things to me since we started talking, and you've just been chatting with me and getting to know me. Like, you... Maybe you don't even realize this, 
but maybe you just needed a friend. <sighs> maybe I did. Maybe I really needed someone to talk to. Maybe I needed someone to listen. Or maybe I just wanted some entertainment in the continuous, endless boredom of this place. You're interesting, you're different. You're curious. That interests me. Don't get me wrong here, mortal. You may want to project something you find onto me, but you are no longer in the realm of man. You're in my realm now. Okay, that, that last part was actually kind of creepy in a very, very cool way. <laughs> hmm. Thank you. Let me ask you this, Lucifer. Are you hoping that my mission against the Dark Unicorns is successful? Or does it matter? In the long run, I'm sure it won't matter in the slightest. However, I've been bored, tired... Looking over my shoulder for so long here. <laughs> I wouldn't mind watching a bit of fun. Just seeing a little... A little chaos spark about here. <laughs> and that's what I think you can do. Bring a little life back to the dead. If you get what I mean. Oh, I, I totally get what you mean. Um, my question to you is this. Are they still in the Badlands? And do they have a weakness? From what I know, from what I hear, they're still there, yes. Hmm. And as for a weakness... Lucifer clicks his fingers again and turns his wrist around and produces a very small purple vial of glass and crystal. This is forged from the very rivers of hell. Oh. The liquid inside here Put on a weapon of choice. Well, you could certainly slay a few unicorns. In one blow. <sighs> and Odysseus, um, he gets out his uh, silver lawn sword and he puts the would you call it, like, liquid metal? What would you say it exactly is? It's like a bright red hot liquid metal just smoldering. And he puts it on his long sword, and the sword is really warm now. 
Luckily, with Odysseus being someone who can breathe fire, um, that is not too bad for him. Um, it's it's probably also because it's freshly adding into it, but it looks like it look it looks like how you would sometimes see a sword being forged, but it's it's almost like the reverse where you see it getting really hot and heated and magnetic, and then it goes back to being normal, but it has like a a slightly darker color. And Odysseus is thinking to himself, maybe that's... maybe that's what I need. The power of the River of Styx to destroy the Dark Unicorns. Maybe that could aid me. But... That's where the blood wars taking place. Oh gosh, that's terrifying to think about. That's terrifying to think about. <sighs> mm-hmm. I, I appreciate the offer, Lucifer, but I fear if I were to ask more of you, it could lead to unfortunate consequences for my soul. I've already lost half of it being here. Hmm. Quite possibly. But I will ask for one tiny favor in return for my services towards you. I will... I will, uh, what's, what's, what's the word? I will consider your offer. Good. And Lucifer puts out one hand lowered towards you. I'll be taking that tear back. Okay. That's actually kind of a fair proposal. Um, He looks at the tear and he clenches it uh, just, you know, hoping this will be a good idea. And, uh, he, uh, looks at Lucifer and he slowly reaches out his hand to let Lucifer get the tear and your hand gets closer and closer you you touch the tear but then Odysseus just kind of he doesn't grab it sharply but he just puts his fingers over yours and He tells you, You have so much more to you than you realize. I thank you for your time. Also, you actually really got a nice glowing warm feel on your hands. I mean, that's... It almost feels like I'm holding the hand of a dragon elder. Hmm. You're kind, mortal. Perhaps a little too kind for these parts. Be on your way. Don't dawdle. Get your job done. And I strongly advise you to leave as soon as you do. And Lucifer turns his hand over moving away from yours lets go of the vial the tear inside drops it to the ground and digs his heel crushing it into the dirt beneath his what you now see 
very elegant, heavy leather boots, which then suddenly dissipates back into the mist. Oh, those were such fantastic-looking boots! Oh, I know quite a few people that may actually want that. Maybe I could get some for Kazara. Do, do you happen to know of a good store in the Forgotten Realm? <sighs> or maybe Baldur's Gate. Yes, there. Have a look around. You might find something. Okay. Mortals. I will. Imagining Kuzara with her orc feet, walking around on such shoes like that, or oh, she would even tower over Odysseus Claw myself. <sighs> Just get the blood pumping. Thank you so much. And of course, Odysseus being who he is, even though you are Lucifer himself, he gives you a big bear hug with what he can wrap his arms around. <laughs> Uh, Lucifer just stands there, very stoic expression, looking straight forward, doesn't move, doesn't tense, is just like, and this is happening. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, the River Styx is my next destination, it would seem. Lucifer, thank you for your time and your aid. And given me a lot of good ideas, so I hope that this metal will serve me well, and I want you to know that you may hold a lot of power and persuasion. There's still more to you than you realize that I hope one day you will discover. And if Bahamut doesn't give you song, you just sing it anyway. (laughs) Farewell Odysseus Claw Good luck And Odysseus gets back on the bike And uh, he starts revving up Shaihalud And starts to sing the chant That allows it to activate fully Rasaya, 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 Saya, Saya Good, good reference to Akira, and mm-hmm. drives off into the hellish pits of Avernus further and further to get what he will need from the River Styx. And before we uh, before we stop, I'd like to know what are the last thoughts of Lucifer as Odysseus rides off. Just stands there, watches, cocks his head to one side, and just whispers under his breath, What a funny little mortal. Hmm. Maybe too smart for his own good. And that's where we will end episode 55 of One Shot's D&D Character Podcast. We have two more to go in Season 1, and I am I am absolutely delighted with how this went. This was a much more serious episode with some good comedic elements in there, but I, I knew. I knew that 
when you said yes to being Lucifer, my my initial thought, and I'm sure others will think this too, um, y- your voice would be amazing for Lucifer. Like you had the <laughs> the sexiness down, you had the um, the 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 malice, the calculations, the I could almost imagine there being multiple scenes where you just kind of shape shift or get randomly taller and all this sort of stuff that would be very effective and it was so so cool and awesome being able to uh do the do do an a one shots episode with you again and this time being Lucifer that was that was great i th- this this Avernus saga has lived up to all of my hopes uh as far as how how good it has been and I cannot wait for the next two episodes, uh, especially to see how things ultimately unfold for our favorite Dragonborn Bard. Thank you so much. I don't know how many times I've said thank you, but thank you, thank you, thank you, Elna. <laughs> oh, thank you for having me. It was so much fun. <laughs> You're most welcome, my friend. Um, where can the listeners of One Shot's D&D Character Podcast follow you? Oh, you can find me over on Twitter at Eleanor Anwen. And you can follow me on Twitter as well at Voice That Cooks and on Instagram at The Voice That Cooks. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm sure there's been probably other things updated, which I may talk about at the beginning of the show. Who who knows? Like later on down the line with editing and all that good stuff. But um, as of right now, I'm just so happy that I got to uh, do another episode of One Shots with with Eleanor and. Yeah, y'all y'all are gonna be happy to to follow follow Eleanor on there, and please do 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 review the the show if you have Apple Podcasts and you're listening to it on there, or another podcast that lets you do reviews. Let us know what you think of the show so far. What was your favorite moment in this episode, especially? I I I just really loved Odysseus's um, sort of innocent reactions to a lot of things that you would do. That was. It was very Odysseus to have just a very intimidating force, and he's still he's still able to see that there's a you're you're hiding it so much, but there's something else in there that's not entirely evil that I think is mm-hmm. uh, great for even Odysseus to even find in there, and that just adds to his innocence. But um, and we just hung out on a fucking rock on the side of the road, and it was that good. It was. <laughs> It was it was like a bottle episode of television. It was it was great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh gosh, I uh, I I am fanning my my face with my hands. Um, anywho, uh, everyone, please do conti- do uh, look forward to what's coming next for One Shot's D Character Podcast, especially since we are so so close to the finale and and. I, I had a weird feeling. I don't know why, but I had a weird feeling that the River Styx would come into play, since that's where the Blood War is mainly taking place. And I know Odysseus has been like, I don't want to go there. It's too scary. But looks like he has to, because um, that may be uh, very important for him to get that kind of metal uh, to maybe aid him in his battle. And uh, gosh, that that also just gives me a lot of fun ideas for the finale, too. So just... Look forward to it. Look forward to it. Did you have any other uh, things you want to say before we close out? Uh, nope. Thanks for having me on. It was really fun. <laughs> all good. All good. We can stop there. And, well, before we stop there, I will say, as always, 
If Muhammad doesn't give you song, you just sing it anyway. And until next time on One Shot's D&D Character Podcast, The Avernus Saga, good night and have a great rest of your night, day, whenever you're listening to this. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> <laughs>